Are you ready to take your love for science fiction to the next level? Imagine piloting a giant humanoid robot that can soar through the skies and battle massive monsters. That's the world of Mecha. And it's time to dive into the coolest designs out there. If you're ready, join us in episode 2312, when your hosts, Bill and Sean Johnston, will answer the commonly asked question, what are the coolest CGI mechs and giant robots on the CG Bros. CG Insider Podcast? Hello, and welcome to the CG Insider Podcast. If you're a returning fan, it's great to have you back. And if you're new, a special welcome to you. Today, we'll be discussing a fascinating topic uh, submitted to our Ask Us Anything page at thecgbros.com by a listener named Lucas N. from Douglas, Georgia. Lucas asks us, Hey, CG bros, what do you think are the coolest CGI mechs and giant robots? I'm Sean Johnston, professional CG artist and animator in the video games industry with over 28 years of experience and currently working as a full-time animation director. And I'm Sean's brother, Bill Johnston. I'm also an industry veteran, and I specialize in 3D animation and digital VFX uh, for more than 20 years now, and... We're both grateful to be your hosts for this edition of the CG Insider Podcast. And by the end of our discussion today, you'll not only have learned about what some of the coolest CGI mechs and giant robots are in pop culture, we'll also explore some of their origins and talk about why they're so appealing to everybody, especially me, you, Sean. And me. Uh, We'll also look at some of the most iconic examples uh, of some of these tech uh, mechs and and high-tech robots. And I mean, they're all over the place these days. And... um, We'll show you some of those great examples, and so get ready to discover the world of mechs and giant robots, at least from our standpoint. Uh, Thanks for submitting your question, Uh, Lucas. uh, So, Sean, let's uh, jump right in. Well, it's it's, uh, interesting because mechs and giant and robots have been around um, for a very, very long time. Um, Greek mythology, for example, I guess the god Hephaestus. If I'm saying Hephaestus, I can't even say it right. <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, was basically uh, said to have created mechanical servants to assist him in his forge. And then, of course, one such of those, one such servant we probably are familiar with is Talos, giant bronze uh, automaton, uh, and and that basically could move and act on his own. So here's a picture of him, obviously from Ray Harryhausen um, from um, Jason and the Argonauts. But uh, to, uh, to go back to some of the, the more uh, recent times, and at least well, in Japanese. Here's, here's one. Uh, go ahead. Is this, uh, would this be considered a giant, a giant robot? A giant robot. The Trojan horse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I guess it's wheeled, it's wheeled in without anybody knowing in the, during the night and then left out in front and then they open it and bring it in. I guess uh, so, I but it's, but it's, normally it's, yeah. it's some type of mechanical uh, process that actually makes it move or uh, in some way. Uh, for example, this one here is a Karakuri in Japan. These are really interesting. Um, they basically it's kind of why uh, Japan has kind of been the leader in like robots and and um, mechs and things over basically the last you know fifty sixty years. Uh, in fact, probably going back in, into the 1600s, where I'm talk, showing you this uh, Karakuri, where basically they're small mechanized puppets. And I think the, the long history of, of this is, is kind of spurred on by the fact that they wanted to make these things so detailed um, that they, they were functional. And I think that whole tradition of these little small robots 
actually gave rise to a lot of the popularity of some of the larger robots we see today, like in um, basically um, from the 1950s on. Um, in fact, I think there's maybe a few um, that uh, robots in, in fiction that appeared in the 1930s. But uh, a, lot of, a lot of that stuff um, we uh, kind of grasped onto and, and, and embraced in the United States. Um, but a lot of that was originally, for example, the, um, the, uh, the whole, uh, mighty atom in, of 19, the 1950s that you'd see, um, which spawned on a lot of stuff that we, we watched as kids. Uh, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and they, you know, they've, like you said, they've been around for a while. Even Leonardo da Vinci had some designs for some mechanical knights and dragons and, uh, stuff like that. So, I mean, that the concept of of mechanical beings or mechanical creatures has been around. I think really just, it was the industrial revolution that really just <laughs> brought it all into, into, you know, uh, into reality, uh, because of the larger scale machinery that was being used. And, you know, we could, we were making new machines and new, new motors and new actuators. I mean, I, I remember going to D Disneyland as a kid and seeing, you know, some of the, some of the robotics that, uh, you know, seeing Abraham Lincoln walk around. I mean, today we think, oh gosh, look at that, how, how comical that is. But in the, you know, when I was younger, that was, that was a pretty amazing, not to say that I grew up in the industrial revolution or anything like that, but, you know, we, we've kind of watched this, this, the science and, uh, uh, of machines, if you will, really uh, kind of come into fruition, especially with uh, computers. But it really started with the industrial revolution and, 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 uh, you know, the st steam, steam engines and, I mean, look at H.G. Wells and Jules Verne. I mean, they were writing about, you know, giant submarines and, and huge machines of the... the, the yeah, that would ram, great the, power. ram the, the, the typical wooden ships of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of that... Uh, yeah, I think a lot of it, obviously, the obsession in Japan, especially today, I think a lot of it had to do with the, the fact that, um, you know, Japan's technolog technological ambition basically wanted to show their ability to, to blend progressive technology with traditional values. Um, a lot of times, you know, they wanted to demonstrate Japan's prowess in engineering and design, um, obviously met entertainment. Um, and then there's also symbolism. I think a lot of the, the mech, mecha basically symbolizes that, that uh, a struggle of humanity against evil and justice. And in fact, uh, reflecting Japan's own history of ad, ad, adverse, adver, adversity and resilience. Um, and I think um, you see that a lot in their, their cultural identity and, and, and their nation's values, especially today. I mean, they have got some of these, these um, Gundam mechs um, or Robotech mechs that are over 60 feet high. And a lot of them will, will I don't have any videos of it, but basically that would that actually move. Um, and, you know, millions and millions of these things have been sold across um, the last 20, 30 uh, years. Um, so I think I think it's. I think a lot of the stuff that we grew up with, for example, um, our Gigantor. I mean, I remember seeing this this um, show back in you know black and white. I was super young. You're actually older than I were. I was, but basically, um, this this was a show that we saw when we were little kids. Um, and then, of course, um, we had a Jet Jaguar, and then we had uh, Ultraman. Um, we also had uh, Mecha Godzilla. Um, you remember that? That was that was really fun to watch. Um, of course, Giant Robot. This is actually funny. I really enjoyed Giant Robot a lot. I think I watched this in Johnny Sacco, the little kid, which is very similar. It's actually kind of a ripoff of Gigantor. You know, it's not another little kid. He's like 12 years old. 
But uh, yeah, right here where Johnny Sacco talks into his little wristwatch and they all have uh, that wristwatch, don't they? When they're, they're summoning their robots and this particular one's super big and it's got uh, bullets that come out of his, his fingertips. And I think I, I watched this an awful lot when I was younger. Yeah, that's a good one. Giant robot's a good one. Uh, my one of my favorites was, uh, of course, you showed uh, you showed Ultraman. Uh, I I I think uh, most of the, well, you know, most of the Japanese uh, shows had had had. I mean, there weren't too many. Now that I'm thinking about it, too many American shows that uh, that had giant robots uh, in them. Um, yeah, I think Gigantor was basically the only one that that, that I remember. Um, I think, uh, I mean, that was basically, I, I guess, 1964 to 1966. Um, Delphi and Associates in, in the United States um, put out um, this particular show, which is based on, um, I'm not going to say it right, but uh, Tetsujin 28, which basically is a literal translation of iron, in English, uh, Iron Man number 28 and there's a, a little boy that uh, speaks into it and i think a lot of uh, the influence of that um is is why uh, we see you know the the explosion here and i know there's guys i used to work with actually that had a lot of um gundam um and uh, transformer type characters in their office actually because i'm from a game studio he had uh, one of the guys i used to work with used to have probably oh gosh i don't know hundreds and hundreds of them small big um, and some of them really, really uh, collector's items and worth a lot of money. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's just uh, it, it's it's wonderful to see. Um, and we'll get into the CGI aspects of it and how CGI today has just brought back, you know, the things that we're seeing guys in suits versus the CGI. I mean, even looking at these these um, you know Mecha Mecha Kong Mecha Godzilla, they're very you know you know they're they're people in suits and it just doesn't look metal. It looks like almost like a matted you know clay actually it's just a weird leather leather look to it um so i think uh and then of course i'd say it, pla- more more of a plastic look plastic yeah plastic <laughs> yeah. kind of leather but then you know we we were basically teens by the time um manzinger z and and the gundam um shows came out in in, in the united states and voltron of course a lot of that stuff we were we were basically past that um but i think uh um, you know, we, we, we basically every single movie today, I mean, there's, so, there's, so, I mean, we, we'll show a little bit uh, later, but there's so many movies that are, have to do with mechs and, and, um, and giant robots. Uh, and now today with the CGI, it's just, it's, uh, it's amazing to see what we, what we actually imagined it could be, but never saw. Yeah, I mean, people. We, Sean, we've we've first seen them at theme parks. I mean, they've got the, they've got them everywhere. I think when we went to Universal this last time, they had they had a, a giant Jurassic Park uh, dinosaurs walking around. Uh, well, not exactly, but you get the picture. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're they're used in, in all sorts of entertainment uh, today. I mean, in practically every movie uh, that we see these days, uh, if they're not um, you know giant dinosaurs, they're giant you know mechs. I mean. Um, you know, there's Abbott, you know, they're uh, uh, mostly in battle, I guess. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're really seeing him in a lot of, a lot of battle roles, but that's, that's kind of to be expected, I think. No, I agree. I agree. A lot of, I think, I think, uh, again, the, the, the fascination with it is, is based on, you know, seeing massive, um, mechanical, um, objects that are used in, in, um, in manufacturing. Um, we see, we see it in, in 
um, mining, these massive machines that, that we build that actually mine. I mean, there's one that's got these scoops. I can't even remember how many, how many tons of dirt or coal that this huge arm, in fact, it was, I think it was in Ghost Rider, one of the Ghost Riders, they had this, this machine and it caught, was catching on fire and he was running it. Do you remember that? I wish yeah, I had just that a video. Giant, yeah, giant scoop, but bucket. Yeah. Gr- bucket I mean, if you see that thing, yeah. I mean, they, in fact, I think it's maybe in Germany or the Netherlands or something, when they're actually driving that across to different places, it destroys the entire road. They have to rebuild the road after it. It's so heavy. But we're fascinated with massive ships and massive mechanical things that, uh, that we use every single day um, to, um, you know, for energy and things like that. It's just, it, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing. Uh, gosh, it's raining. Especially, like I mean, they're, is especially it when they're larger are? than, yeah, it is raining. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's yeah. pouring right now. Sorry. That's but. all right. No, I mean, especially when they're larger than life. I mean, that's, and I think that's really one of the, for me, that's one of the coolest things about these, these giant creatures and, and mechs in particular and giant robots is they're just larger than life. You don't see anything, you know, to, at that scale, uh, especially, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe you see them, um, you know, remote controlled or, I mean, that's, that's kind of what we're used to seeing. And what, one thing that I really enjoyed about Voltron, uh, was that they were actually driven by humans. You know, they're all, all the different parts were driven by humans and they could all co- combine into one, become one giant, uh, Ultra Mac, if you will, and uh, I just, I just really thought it was kind of cool that you know each part was controlled by a person. <laughs> yes, I, I think that makes us feel a little bit uh, better and less fearful, you know, versus a a something that's controlling itself or um, you know has has t- some type of intelligence on its own that we've you know AI that we've lost control of. I mean, I think there's a lot of reasons why they appeal so much to our popular culture it's basically you know a lot of it is has to do with power and control um like we were just talking about and i think that um especially like you're saying controlled by humans it gives that people you know people that feeling of, of of being in control of something larger than themselves um i think a lot of it has to do with future technology um it, it's representing advanced technology and and people are obviously really fascinating with that and they you know they're imagining what the future might look like if if such a machines existed and then of course your heroes and villains that we're alluding to where um a lot of times those giant robots obviously are portrayed as heroes um uh but a lot of times they're villains like in transformers you got the uh the 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 good and the bad on both sides of that yeah um i think this the, is probably here one of the one of the most one of the original decepticons uh oh will it run it may not run uh but this this is uh Oh, it's not going to... Oh, there it is. Yeah. This is one of the probably... Uh, well, it's not really a Decepticon, but this was a, definitely a, a film villain. This was uh, from uh, the Wild Wild West. I don't know if you remember that movie with I do. Smith's uh, original uh, movies. And this has, is featuring a giant uh, spider mech that uh, travels through the desert. Just an amazing job they did on this whole thing. Uh, but and I've always liked you know, it's, you know it's between us we've watched I don't know how many monster movies with giant tarantulas and giant praying mantises and giant ants and giant I mean, you name it we've seen it and uh, this 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 is just a really great job of of uh, and I think this was done with stop action uh, stop no way action. no I think that's CGI I think that's CGI you think so oh yeah I, that's too fluid it's too <laughs> fluid and that's and that that actually translate that basically segues into you know, how a CGI technology improved that depiction of the mechs and giant robots. And obviously there was a lot of it when we saw it was either people in, in outfits or stop action. And today the it's, it's basically improved it so much 
because of the fact that, you know, building models for, well, it, doing the fluidity of, of using it versus the stop motion, which is very, very jittery. Um, obviously, there's, there's, there are methods at the very end of that where they're actually adding motion blur on top of that um, using a, a, probably a post effect. But um, a lot of these are really, really cool um, because the, with CGI, I mean, you can, you can do so much more in, you know, incredibly detailed and, like I said, animate with fluidity and precision that you can't do um, in, in practical terms. You can add yes, textures. Yes, the physics. And, yeah, the yeah. physics for sure. Yeah. Well, textures, and, yeah, that and textures and lighting. And, and then, of course, your camera. I mean, allowing you to put your camera basically in these massively complex shots that you would basically you couldn't do. Um, also, in CGI, you can you can make things that you could not. It, there'd be impossible to realize in a physical model. It'd just be impossible based on the size and. Um, you know, yeah, you could make things that that's the thing when we were growing up is looking at all these small or these, these, um, characters were, were, uh, enlarged and they did use slow motion and things like that. And the water looked funny and it did it, it, physics and particles and things like that don't work right when you're, when you're doing that, it just, you can tell. Um, and then looking, here's an example. I mean, just look, looking at the guys in the suits. Okay. So, so look at this example of Mechagodzilla, for example. Obviously, the Godzilla looks cheesy and so does the other one. But that looked great when we were kids, right? Oh, the lighting is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but look at this. I mean, this is the, the, the latest Mechagodzilla. I mean, it looks so much more dynamic and so much more detailed. And, you know, the articulation of, the, of, of not only his arms, but also, you know, flipping around and, and elongating. But you have his tail. I mean, just looking at the video uh, of, from the fight that I think is just probably one of the best, one of my favorites in CGI was, was this particular um, battle against Kong and Godzilla. I don't know if you've, did you see the movie uh, at all? Yeah, it's remarkable. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, just all of the, the detail you can do and, and you know, the, the smoke, the, the pyrotechnics, the explosions, things like that. Obviously, the buildings, you know, when he's ramming and grabbing Godzilla and slamming him into all these buildings with the smoke and the debris, you can't do that in miniature or in practical. It just, it just wouldn't work. Um, so those are, those are a lot of the advantages of, of using CGI. Yes, definitely. I think uh, one, one of my shots favorite uh, is the Hulk buster. <laughs> that's, that's one of my, my favorite mechs, even though the Hulk is, can just destroy the Hulk buster. I, I, I appreciated uh, Tony Stark's attempt to create something that, that he, he, he would put up against the Hulk. Uh, but I think uh, there, there's one one shot here that I, I think is particularly uh, my favorite. It's when uh, he actually has he deploys his uh, hammer arm, and he just pulverizes uh, Hulk's face. Go to face. sleep. Go to sleep. Up. Go to sleep. <laughs> oh, is that what he's saying? Go yeah, to he's sleep. Saying, go to sleep. Go to sleep. Okay. Yeah. So when he's ter- pounding him in the head. All right. Well, it's coming up. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. But yeah, I don't that's... know if we want to sit here and wait for it. Oh, here it. Is. Here it comes. No, I, I think it, no. That's that's actually he's got a pole in there, and then his arm gets ripped off, and he has he says he he calls a give me a hand, and and some other piece comes, and and locks into his his destroyed arm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, so it, it must it must be. Yeah. Okay. No, but very anyway, cool. I, my, love, I love that shot. Yeah. That's really really cool. Well, here it comes. I think it's right after this where he throws him on the ground. But if you oh. don't want to wait for that, I've got. No, here it comes. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, that, that, that's definitely a money shot. Uh, definitely uh, pays <laughs> off. He grabs it. Yeah. So one of my favorite, obviously, is is uh, is I mentioned earlier was the was the Transformers. 
and the Dinobots. I think they're probably one of the, the coolest looking characters. I mean, all the details you see in, in this, this Dinobot, it, I mean, all those parts are crazy, especially looking at this thing transforming. I thought that was one of the coolest things out of all the Transformers. Obviously, the Transformers look really, really cool, but I think when you have them in, in organic, more less robotic-looking things, almost more um, um, organic, like a, like a dinosaur or, um, uh, or a gorilla, I think I think that is really really cool. Um, that whole style of develop, you know, of, of designing the character, almost like this one um, from Primal. Um, there's a new. Um, it's called I, I believe it's called uh, Gosh Rise of the Primals or something like that. There's a new new trailer just came out, and so here's the gorilla uh, from Primal, and uh, the really beautiful design. I think these are really really cool if they if they you know are um, you know, comparing to real life creatures, I think those are the coolest things. Yeah, so I think I, the fact that they're that they they blend organics with inorganics is it's it's a really intriguing style. I I, I kind of have to say I prefer. Uh, I mean, as cool as that is, and it is cool. I I like the tradition. I like mechs that are supposed to be mechs and look like mechs, and their their parts move in a mechanical way. I that's one thing that I bothers me. I think about the Transformers generally is that. You know, even their faces. Uh, you know, they. Why would they have lips? I, I like more things like this thing, the shredder, the the the, the uh, driller machine that, that just blasts through these buildings. It just. It seems to me, I like mech things that feel like mech things. It's. I, I just it think like it's strange snake. when the. What do you mean? That looks like a huge snake. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. I suppose. Uh, but uh, no, that yeah, I'm, and so so I was just showing. Actually, it's an, it's coming out of this this uh, this year. Actually, Transformers called Rise of the Beasts, um, and it actually reveals new breeds, um, uh, bots basically, Maximals and Predacons and Terracons and things like that. So it's it's pretty cool. Um, uh, yeah, so so there's other there there are other really good examples that I that I think obviously the the Shrike. I keep saying obviously, but. Uh, you, it's not obvious to everybody. I'm just explaining it the first time. So Shrike, for example, um, I'll, let me let me show you uh, an image of this. I don't know if you saw from Mortal Engines. Did you ever see this this character? No, I, think I missed this, that one. Th- yeah, this thing is is really really cool. I guess it used to be in a human, um, but it's it's part part flesh, part machine, and it goes after uh, some of the main the two main characters. I I didn't actually see the movie. Um, I just it kind of turned me off. I don't know why. I think maybe because of those big, huge she- machines with with the cities on them running around. I just thought it was silly. And I, I don't know. It's just something that that just bothered me. Even though I think some of those concepts are really, really cool. But that but that character, I thought was pretty pretty terrifying. I mean, he just just um, he wanted to turn her, I guess, into a machine. He pr- and she had promised that she was going to do that. Um, he raised her from a from a child. But uh, I think that was cool. Obviously, the Sentinels in the Matrix. You mentioned the Hulkbuster. Um, I thought Hellboy 2, the Golden Army. I thought that was really, really cool. The Golden Army was really, really neat. Um, and one of my favorites here, if you, if you don't want to show anything else, um, I, I wanted to show... Um, did you see the um, I Am Mother? Did you see that movie? I don't remember it, Sean. It's it's on Netflix. It's it's really 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 cool. I thought I thought that for for a contemporary movie was really really neat. Um, it's basically 2019. In fact, Adam Adam um, uh, what is it? Uh, Adam Savage from MythBusters actually talked with uh, Luke Hawker, which is the lead lead on that. Um, he built uh, helped build this and performed as 
as mother in the movie. And so this is the practical um, suit that he had. And I didn't realize I, it was so seamless the way they did the CGI and the practical suit in this movie. I thought you need to see it. it it's just really, really well done. That seamless trans transition between practical and CGI. I thought this was probably one of the better movies. Um, if you look at him, he's, he did all the performance of that, but then here you sh you see where he's doing performance, but obviously he couldn't run this fast in the suit. So you have a, a CGI version of it, but it, it looks exactly like it. Um, you look here, it's just, you see the CGI version over it where it's manipulating things super, super fast, like a machine. Um, this is, this is a great movie. You, you need to see this one. This is really, really good. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of Chappie a little bit in a, in a way. Oh yeah. I didn't, you know, I never saw Chappie. I've only seen, uh, uh, you know, basically the VFX breakdown. <laughs> I never saw the, uh, the actual movie. Was it good? Yeah, it was decent. Decent. I mean, the, the, I enjoyed the, the integration. I, I watched it more for the the VFX CGI integration. It was the movie itself was okay, uh, but I, I think the the way they integrated him into live action was really great. And uh, not to forget, uh, honorable mention, of course, Pacific the Pacific Rim uh, series. Uh, both movies actually, uh, I I think were groundbreaking as far as you know, uh, you know what what. The, you know, with new examples of the, of the tech and an, at least animating uh, of, of, of giant mechs looks like, uh, and you know, you could probably speak more to the animation side of it. But I think just you know, from the from the inertia and the, the physics point of view, and that you know, showing that they have mass, I think that that was really lacking in a lot of the earlier portrayals of giant giant anything. Right. Uh, right. The detail and fluidity is <coughs> just you just can't do that in practical with practical effects. And then just to, to go back quickly, um, there's district nine had an exo suit was really, really great. I thought that that was really, really cool. Um, and as far as video games, you know, you had shadow of Colossus with these big, huge, massive, um, creatures, um, mech warrior, of course, based on the battle tech series, Titanfall. I think that's the recently is really, really, uh, awesome video game. I don't know if you've played it, but Getting into the mech suit in this thing is just—I mean—very beautiful. The way they—they've done—they did this game. It, it's such a cool game. Um, always wanted to do that. Um, uh, you know, get into a mech. In uh, Mech Warrior was kind of cool at the very beginning. I think uh, the latest one was was pretty nice in the series. Um, Mercenaries. I thought that was a pretty pretty cool um, video game. I don't know if you've played any of those. Those are really really good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Uh, lastly, I gotta talk about uh, the the Devastator. Did I talk about the Devastator? Well, I like no, Devastator. I yeah, this was another Transformer, and 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 uh, the, like I like we said, the Transformer characters are un, unparalleled when it comes to <laughs> mech and giant robot. You know, they're they're kings of that. But this, the 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 Devastator was just such a cool thing because it it combines, you know, that idea of, of all the different uh, different. Uh, work machines into one giant colossus uh, machine. It's just the, the idea of it's just so cool. Yeah, I thought uh, that was pretty cool. That. I think that the two nuts underneath it, though, it's it's testicles was kind of over the top, um, goofy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I thought that uh, was really really weird. But uh, anyway, hey, uh, we, we <laughs> I wanted to show so much more, especially um, video game wise. I'm so sorry we we ran out of time. Um, anyway. Uh, We'd like to thank you for being part of our podcast today. We really had a great time answering Lucas's uh, question. Uh, what do you think of the coolest CGI mechs and giant robots? Uh, we hope you enjoyed our discussion and you learned something you didn't know along the way, especially you know what we've, we thought were the coolest. 
Um, so we, we do believe it's important to learn something uh, new every week, whether you need it or not. Uh, if you did, do us a small favor and share it around uh, with some of your friends. Word of mouth is still the best kind of advertising. Hit that like button too because it helps you to find people who, who are like you who are interested in CGI and VFX related stuff that we talk about uh, here on the CG Insider podcast. Uh, by the way, uh, we do these podcasts just for you. And if you've got a subject you'd like us to discuss, uh, you can let us know about it by shooting over to our website, thecgbros.com. Go to the About Us tab and click on the Ask Us Anything drop down just like Lucas did. Yeah, and we're always looking to improve our podcasts and make them more interesting and useful to you. So uh, we need your input, basically. Uh, leave us a comment below, and if you do, no guarantees, but uh, there's a good chance that we'll read it during one of our future podcasts and even mention you by name. Uh, we bring you a new edition of the CG Insider right here every week uh, where we discuss everything having to do with CGI and digital VFX and other cool and interesting related topics. And uh, you can also find audio versions of our podcast on all the major audio podcast platforms as well. And if you haven't checked out the CG Bros YouTube channel yet, uh, do yourself a favor and check it out. It's your front row seat for some amazing short film uh, entertainment, uh, CGI short film entertainment to be more specific, uh, created by some of the most talented new media producers and VFX studios out there today. Uh, you also find some cool VFX breakdowns and behind the scenes and some pretty cool making ofs as well. So head on over and check it out. We're looking forward to seeing you here next uh, week for next week's podcast, where we'll be answering another great fan question. How is AI being used in gaming? That should be a good one. Yeah, oh my gosh, so there's a lot of AI-related content coming out, and so we're, we're going to cover it for you. It seems like it's coming out every, every day. See you next week. Well, that's it for today. We sure hope you've enjoyed the CG Bros answer to the question, what are the coolest CGI mechs and giant robots? Thanks for being with us. Did you enjoy the show? We'd love to hear from you. Click the super thanks button on YouTube to show your support. Your tip helps us obtain more high quality content for you to enjoy. And leave a comment and thumbs up for a chance to be mentioned on a future podcast. If you're not yet following us on our channel, please hit the subscribe button. Subscribing is free. And ring the bell for instant notifications when new episodes are posted. Share our videos with your friends on social media and follow us for all the latest news and projects. Want to go mobile? Listen to the audio-only version of the podcast. You can find us on all the major platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. And here's a free bonus. If you'd like even more insider information delivered right to your inbox, become a CG Insider by subscribing to our free CG Insider monthly newsletter. Go to our website, thecgpros.com, and sign up. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. And be sure to join us for the next episode when the CG Pros will answer the question, how is AI being used in gaming? We can't wait to see you there. This has been episode 2312 of the CG Pros CG Insider Podcast. Thanks again for watching. We'll catch you next time.